Jackie Kiger, you're an attorney with Pisgah Legal, and you're also a healthcare navigator for the Affordable Care Act, right? Yes, that's right. We've had this announcement from the Trump administration that there's going to be cuts to navigators across the country, a 72% cut from 36 million to 10 million. And in North Carolina, it's going to be an 85% cut from 3.4 million to $500,000. What is that going to mean for your organization, first off? Well, for Pisgah Legal Services, it means that, you know, our funding for this work that we have been doing for the last five enrollment periods is very much at risk. Even with the best case scenario of Pisgah Legal's consortium, we are part of a consortium, a collective across North Carolina, of our... um, you know, being able to get funding if all $500,000 went to that group, we are still looking at significant and drastic cuts. Currently, we have three and a half positions funded through this work. So it is very concerning to us and concerning to us not only on behalf of Pisgah Legal Services, but all of the organizations who have been doing this work and helping people understand their options for affordable and quality coverage. And by three and a half positions, you mean three full-time and one part-time employee? Yes. So there are three groups across the state, is that right, that are doing this kind of work? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, and Pisgah is covering basically Western North Carolina for the most part? We cover the six core counties that Pisgah Legal Services um, provides all of our our services to. Okay. Um, That is Madison, Buncombe, Henderson, Polk, Rutherford, and Transylvania counties. And then we work with other partner organizations, including Legal Aid of North Carolina, the Council on Aging of Buncombe County, who are also covering Western North Carolina. And so, you know, we work really closely with our partners to make sure that all 100 counties across North Carolina have access to a trained and certified navigator. So last year was $3.4 million divvied up across the state. How much did Pisgah receive from that? We received a little over $170,000. That is really what we are very concerned. That's what we are at risk of losing right now. And as we were talking about earlier, that um, funding ends for us in the middle of September. Yeah. And you had mentioned before we started recording that this is very late for you guys to be getting this news. It is, yes. You know, we, in the past, we've, you know, we've been through this many times now, and the funding announcement and the amount of money that's available, that usually comes out in, you know, early spring to mid-summer. This is a bit late to be getting just the grant application, essentially. And now we really have to think about what we will do, how we will um, fill the gap for this critical funding that we need to be able to do this important work. And it comes at a time when we are really starting to ramp up. This is the time to gear up and get ready for open enrollment. Back to school um, opportunities in August are coming up, as well as just you know training and organizing so that we can really hit the ground running on November 1st to make sure that we enroll as many people um, as we possibly can. How long is the enrollment period this time around? The enrollment period this time around is the same as it was last year. It will be November 1st uh, through December 15th of 2018. Okay. And so uh, how many people would you say on average do you serve, uh, you know, helping people to get enrolled? 
That's a really great question. I wish that I could answer that, but the federal grant does um, have some limits on what kind of data I can talk about. What I can tell you is this, that we were able in this last enrollment period, which was cut in half, essentially, so we had 12 weeks, we enrolled and worked with about 33% more people in half the time. So there's a great demand for our services, and we were able to really do that work and and meet that demand. Why do you think there was greater demand this time? Were people just confused? Was something, was it just a lot of misinformation or what do you think? There was a lot of information out there, some misinformation. It was a shorter enrollment time and we were able to really get the word out that you did have less time. So it was really important to take action quickly because there wouldn't be an extended period of time. And it also, I think, speaks to the fact that navigators are an important part of this work and the system of making sure that people who need coverage can get enrolled. This is obviously your job, but does Pisgah rely on volunteers also to help out with things like that? Yes, um, thank you for mentioning that. We have an incredible group of volunteer navigators who have really helped us to do this work above and beyond what we'd be able to do with you know, just the funding for staff. We've had an amazing group of people come together. Some have been with us since the very beginning of this work, the very first open enrollment period. So we are able um, to work with and train and supervise around 40 volunteers in addition to our staff, which really helps us maximize our reach during open enrollment in particular. And again, meet that demand for um, those who are calling us and, and needing our assistance. What's the real world impact, do you think, on the people of Western North Carolina in terms of getting health coverage? When the Affordable Care Act was written and the role of a navigator, that, that term is in the law, and it was really designed to be a very specific role for an organization, a community-based organization, that would be neutral and unbiased and available to provide information about this entire process, what people's options were, understanding the financial assistance, those subsidies that have come to be critical to the affordability component, and doing a lot of community outreach around open enrollment, special enrollments, and those types of things. So this role in particular is essential. Another component in the law is that navigators are, you know, we are focusing on underserved, vulnerable, underrepresented populations. So folks who might not otherwise be reached or have access to this information and this good coverage. So it really is important as we think about Western North Carolina, our communities and the people that live here, our neighbors, all of the, you know, the organizations I talked about, we've all collectively come together to make sure that people can get the help that they need. And some people can enroll on their own at home. Some do choose to enroll with agents and brokers. Um, it seems to me that there's plenty of work for all of us in this, but in our niche and, and who we are really um, targeting to make sure that they have this coverage, we're finding that they do need it, they want it, and we've been providing a lot of help um, in the process. What's the cumulative effect of the repeated hits on the Affordable Care Act? I mean, it's one thing after the next, it seems. I think last year, I'm speaking off the top of my head, but there was like a drastic reduction in advertising for the Affordable Care Act. Um, of course, now the 
Trump administration is siding with the state of Texas in a lawsuit against coverage for pre-existing conditions. Do people like get deterred from getting covered because they think that maybe this law is just even going to go away? I absolutely think that there are that there are folks that definitely could be feeling deterred and and concerned about will this be the law? What are my options? You know, the things that you've mentioned are all a very concerted effort to undermine the ACA. And it is very challenging as you're thinking about the lawsuit in Texas and what that means and uh, people questioning whether or not there'll be coverage for pre-existing conditions. We were getting some calls, hearing some anxiety from people out there wanting to know, would this change right away? And you know, I think it's important, and I will say that I, I think that Pisgah Legal has been able to be out there letting people know, we're available to help you. We'll help you understand the facts. We'll, if the law does change, then um, we'll walk you through what that means. But for now, it is the law. Pre-existing conditions are covered, and we are here, and we are a resource to you um, in understanding whether you have coverage and are, have questions about it, or you need coverage and want to sit down and talk to somebody one-on-one. Do you and Pisca have concerns about the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court? Yes, we have concerns about the makeup of the Supreme Court, because with Justice Kennedy's retirement announcement, this is incredibly high stakes. Healthcare, affordable quality healthcare coverage is at risk now. And so we are very much concerned about a nominee who will protect the ACA, protect pre existing condition coverage and other healthcare issues. And what is at risk right now, and what I think listeners need to be very much aware of, is that the ACA is, it's been yet again challenged in federal court in Texas. That lawsuit may very well end up. Um, before the Supreme Court of the United States, and uh, the ACA could be at risk when or if that happens with the current nominee. So I do encourage people to follow that, and if they are concerned, to voice those concerns to our state senators, um, Senator uh, Burr and Senator Tillis. I know that these cuts to the navigators affects you personally, of course, because it's your job. Um, so are you, I mean, are you at personal risk uh, as far as what you're doing currently at Pisgah? Let me back up a bit. So sure, I think yeah. you talked to my boss last year. I mean, Pisgah has been through some pretty rough times in the last year or so around funding cuts. Um, we had some pretty substantial state cuts last summer. So going into this with another, as I mentioned, you know, cut of maybe $170,000, that is devastating to us as an organization. But access to quality healthcare coverage is such a critical part of what we believe to be um, one of the most effective ways to tackle poverty, to help people avoid financial crisis, health crisis, and take care of themselves and their families. So we are currently talking and thinking about you know, how we can continue to do this work, how we can figure out how to keep this going, and particularly at this moment in time when we have an incredible core of volunteers well-trained, dedicated staff, and are right right ahead of what might be the most important open enrollment period that we um, have ever experienced. Yeah. And I mean, can uh, the federal funding and the state cuts, I mean, uh, do you guys, how much of that is your budget? I mean, are you making that up with uh, private donations? And, and 
and how you know how much of a impact is that on your overall budget would you say well this certainly is a you know this funding is a critical component as i mentioned to to funding mm-hmm. key aspects of the program um, and so it is it has a big impact on our budget overall we would have to look at you know other um, opportunities and you know we're strategizing about what that might look like so that we can keep the work going I see is it is it like a is it is also required by law sort of thing like I mean are you guys able to shift money around like oh we'll put more money towards navigators or is that just like it's set well, our, you know, our, we do set our budget at the beginning of every um, fiscal year, and then what we we get a host of funding from a very diverse kind of um, f- from diverse funding sources. So, yeah. so much of our funding is designated for particular work, and so to pull from something may not even be possible if it's been designated, you know, for our, for example, domestic violence and child abuse prevention work, or yeah. our housing work, or um, you know, those other categories. So it is just a, it's a really complicated analysis about what to do and, and how to find the funding that would offer us the ability to use it towards this work. It was a good enrollment period the last time. It seemed like a lot of people signed up, I think it was like a 500,000 or something like that. Despite the cuts in advertising and all of that, why do you think that happened? I think that um, navigators and our work across the state had an important role to play in that. Um, community partners being able to be um, on BPR News talking about this last year and getting the word out, spreading the message. The advertising was cut, but we were able to do outreach, talk to the media, and make sure that Western North Carolina, um, the, the communities here, knew this was still happening. So that was really important. And I do think we have seen consistently in five enrollment periods more than um, about half a million people enrolling. And so that demand and that need continues. It's here. There are more than a million uninsured in our state. There's there's great need. Uh, so I believe that it's it's a combination of many different things, but certainly the enrollment assister network is is a is a part of that. Okay. Uh, is there anything that we didn't cover that you think we should? You talked about impact before, and I sure. said that I couldn't get into certain numbers, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do have a couple numbers I can share okay. that are a little different. But in our, um, in terms of our impact at Pisgah Legal Services last year, um, when we look at the um, families or individuals that we enrolled and the financial assistance that we were able to secure for them for quality coverage, we um, estimate that that is over $7 million in premium tax assistance for 2018. And so that is a really important um, financial aspect of this work. And that means that people who qualify for financial assistance um, are able to get that assistance and then afford healthcare coverage for every month and potentially also qualify for reduced um, out-of-pocket expenses or co-payments to go visit the doctor. And um, in just 32 days, we fielded over 800 and 80 calls to our office around the ACA during last year's open enrollment period. We just continue in different ways to see that people are reaching out, wanting that information. I see. Okay. Well, Jacqueline Kiger, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you.